I, I, we went to this place in Italy and our private chef, when we arrived was playing a record and it was, he said, Oh, I can change the music if you want. And he was playing the blues brothers soundtrack. And I was like, ah, no, please keep this going. I love this album. We got a kid on my team. We got a kid on the T-ball team named Elwood. You know how much fun I'm having saying that is amazing. Jake, every, every time. Elwood, <laughs> the Blues Brothers, shit. Yeah. I remember Elwood's turned for uh, for snacks. He's going to bring four chickens, four, four fried chickens <laughs> and a coke. You want chicken legs or chicken wings? Four, I fried, four chickens. fried chickens. I remember listening coke. to that Blues Brothers album and the Rubber Biscuit comes on. And I go, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Even yeah, at weird. that time, I was like, this is not right. These two white comedians should not be going. To Biscuit. I was like, this, I don't know why this is wrong, but this seems wrong to me. <laughs> Love the movie though, not long enough. Uh, in 2024, friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album. Now, last week I claimed we were up to album 139. I said, thank God we're out of the 130s. It's driving me nuts. Well, it turns out this is album 139. This is the series of 10 that never ends, guys. We're in the 130s, I swear. It's crazy. Uh, from 1970, it's Black Sabbath with Ooh. Paranoid. Uh, guys, listen. We're, we're going to get right into it. I have a special announcement, though, to, for tonight's uh, intro, and that yeah. is uh, that this is one that I have not heard yet. This is a brand new one to me. This is not, oh. does not happen. We've got a special guest for K-Rob, but let's just go over and turn oh, on the radio. Okay, wait, not a problem. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Thanks for joining us today at K-Rob, K-R-O-B. <laughs> Your main host, yes. Rob, is out to it's me, Wolfman Russ, back with a vengeance. Yes. Wolfman Russ. <laughs> Rob is out today with an injury. It turns out our favorite Iron Man's hamstring couldn't hold up to a little fucking grind. <laughs> this next song is dedicated to our main house and all he does to create this podcast. Finally. Yeah. Rob is podcast man. He yes. creates the podcast for all you fans. Yes. yes. Rob plays the backline calls and makes dirty jokes about cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to pass out. See Rob's yearbook picture there. It's Andre the Giant with grandma's hair. Rose down bites from his water bed. Watch your man impressions, although he's dead. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's just a bunch of bread. Oh, yes, now I'm deep digging your wife and you're still here. Oh, I got a piece of cramp in my hamstring. Oh, God, now it's moving to my heart. Until I get my Jeep and drive it for you. Wow, this is so funny. Does anyone else smell toast? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
Rob's the best athlete on the softball field. Last week, he wrenched a kick on automobile. Yes. Rob, travel time. He'd make out with himself, take a mustache ride. Let's assemble him. Aaron is brought their whole world. Yep. Wow. We're doing the whole song, aren't we? Close. Why not? What is Rob's new game? Oh. <laughs> I'm doing jujitsu, but it's tough because every time I get choked out, I get a massive erection. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever jerked off to somebody in a suit before, but I'm going to try right now. <laughs> My dad comes home from work. He's like, why are you looking like that? <laughs> now the time is here. The Rob's to reappear. Rob cramps when he's burying his bones. But none of these yes. shows get a rolling groan. <laughs> Downloaders love him. Oh, my God. Why don't they tell their friends? I could listen to this all day. Oh, really yeah. good. <laughs> it's just perfect. The attention would help him. <laughs> Jimmy won't let him friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Robbie, how's it rolling going? How's it going? Robbie. Don't be Robbie. a brat, Robbie. <laughs> Is it beautiful, Robbie? The brat, dude. You guys aren't being fucking brats. <laughs> I can't believe it. Not again. You know that uh, Ohio has had its share of ecological disasters lately. Oh my God. And now Heinz Field is burning down. It's Ketchup Fire by Bob Marley and the Whalers. <laughs> oh, Robbie. About the greatest albums of all time. That, uh, but you're wow. Rob, we were honoring you. My Rob has really turned it up tonight. This is, yeah. He <laughs> must be under new management. I really kicked it up a notch. My absolute favorite part of that song was the clip where I was making jokes. <laughs> I made sure to get that you there. did it better. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to admit, that is a true joy. I did not listen to that song at all before we play it. And listening to Russ singing oh like and picturing him in his house just going <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, man, I was gonna ask you I was gonna ask Aaron for advice like what do you do when something feels out of your range you sing it down below in your range or do you just shoot for it and strain or what do you do sing it harder yeah you just sing it harder yeah, that's, yeah that's I learned right. that yep just sing harder <laughs> yep you, had it. you nailed it it's a metal song right you gotta yep. go for it yeah Russ, you just that was go louder and harder Rob is podcast man you know, uh, behind the scene, we, we've got the text chain, right? With all the, the college guys. Mm-hmm. And I completely, the whole Robbie thing, I never remembered where that came from or anything. So, But now I remember <laughs> the Brad thing. So yeah. <laughs> some of them, Barry from, Barry from Burnsville still calls Rob Robbie. Robbie. Uh, didn't you know, know where As much from. as he possibly can. Yeah. Now I remember where it's from. That's you good. Sick, you sick brats not doing what I, exactly <laughs> what I tell you to do. That's sick. Well, Russell, congratulations, because now you're going to make that song every week. So I well, hope I, you... I do, I do <laughs> one every seven each episodes. I'll, I'll be back in like, in like episode 220. Oh, God, wow. that's so far from now. That, that was so just so years. good. Now, listen up. This is Beck did it better. We are going over the top 500 albums of all time as chosen by Rolling Stone magazine. Last week was an unmitigated disaster. Okay. I have not seen any text messages or anything like that, but listen, we did a backwards episode last week. We mentioned a guy bringing an old woman home from McDonald's and giving her some extra sweet and sour sauce. And we had no time to talk about it. Yeah. The worst. (laughs) Double Royale. 
I was like in Italy over the last week with my family. And the whole time I was there, I was like, <sighs> I mean, here's a joke I could make right now. You know what I mean? Like, my, my, my ice cream machine is working. And I, that's not, a, I mean, I thought of better jokes too. So it's not a big deal. In this McDonald's, they still put nuts on top of the chocolate sundae. <laughs> What do you call it when you have nuts on top of your chocolate sundae? No, you, no, sorry. I told that one. I told that one to the family, and they're like, "Shh, everybody on the tour of the Coliseum can hear you. Please, quiet, stop saying that. It doesn't make any sense. The acoustics are great. Yeah. There. Uh, <laughs> next, I have next March, I'm going to make next March. I'm going to make that lady shamrock shake. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I make your shamrock shake. You make me go crazy. You're my butterfly, sugar baby. Uh. Meanwhile, she's actually eating a McRib. It's like a You ever ordered the McRib? Listen, when I think back to my college experience, it's it's going down on an elderly woman while she eats in a McRib. Whoa, that took a turn. <laughs> Aaron, you kind of do strike me as the guy who would go to like a chain fast food restaurant and then order like whatever they have that's new on the menu. I would. Oh. And actually one of my great regrets in life is that I've still never had a KFC double down. I've never had a double down. Wow. And I might, when my brother and I were both living in Minneapolis, we talked it up. Like it would, it would always be like, this is the week we're going to go get the double down. And then we were always afraid of it. That just shows you how fucked diet culture is, doesn't it? Cause there was a good time where double down was literally people were like, finally something I could eat. <laughs> <laughs> something healthy there's I could no, eat is no carbs. No in there. <laughs> yeah. Just, just chicken on cheese. on chicken. Everybody was like, mm-hmm, yeah. this is actually good for us. It's like, God, we're stupid. Uh, going back to my going down on a woman eating McRib joke. Uh, both these things only come yeah, once a year. That's for sure to get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> Russell, I want to get that clean so you can put it in the next step. Here it is. Okay. Both these things only come once a year. <laughs> Listen, I've got three guys here who want to talk about Black Sabbath. Uh, I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, my parody song, It Sure Did Shred, and it left our listeners full of dread. Downloading as fast as they can. Beck did it better. Lives again. Boom, 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 boom. I got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Rob. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for letting me join. And I've got Aaron, who probably has a funny story about eating the head of a bat that he got at the farmer's market earlier. <laughs> I think I think Thank I know Russell. someone who I think I know someone who's seen the head who was there in person for the head eating the bat head eating. Wow! Um, but you guys, I wouldn't usually record on the Sabbath, but I'll do it for Black Sabbath. Let's talk about wow. Black Sabbath. Oh my God, that's totally true. Well, for me, it's almost <laughs> not the Sabbath anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little late on a Sunday night, and that's fine. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about school tomorrow. Uh, Rosie, tell us, who do you know that was at the Black Sabbath bath story? My mom's husband. My what? My stepdad. Yes, he was Listen. there. It happened in Des Moines. Listen, your mom should not be marrying some guy. Well, <laughs> yes. first of all, first of all. It's, 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 it's time <laughs> for one-on-one with Aaron's mom. Bringing this way back. Yeah. All the uh, way back. Listen, I don't feel like your mom should be dating somebody who's at an Ozzy Osbourne concert where he bit the head off a bat. Well, they've been married for 20 years now, but yeah. Yeah, but think about that. Are you I happy know, with that? I, I mean, know. you shouldn't be happy with that. That seems like he's not a great guy. He shouldn't even be yeah, at that are, are you happy with this marriage? Or yeah, do you think it's it's really big. <laughs> they, they listen to the podcast. Of course I'm happy with it. You guys are really trying to... Wait, does he download? Around here. Does he download um, to a Galaxy device? Then I I'm am not, happy. That's with a good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, there it is at Vets Memorial. At Vets Memorial he Auditorium. Bad of a bad head. In Des Moines. He's performing at Veterans Memorial Auditorium. But listen, so he went and he he ate a bat head on January twentieth, nineteen eighty two. So this guy gets into his car, dead of winter, Iowa. He goes to see an Ozzy Osbourne concert at the Veterans Memorial Auditorium and then sees him eat the head off a bat? That's crazy. And it's just once. I think it's just once that it happened. There's only one story about it. It is just well, once. Here, here's I, here's, I the, story. It here's the story yeah. that happened, though. Here's the story. Ozzy Osbourne used to think it was funny to throw, like, raw meat and, like, just gory things at the crowd. He mm. said, what did he say here? I've always liked old movies that used to have these custard pie fights. Uh, it gave me the idea to throw, instead of pie, bits of meat and animal parts into the audience. I thought it was hilarious. They'd throw Around sheep the testicles, live snakes, dead rats, all kinds of things back at me. Yeah. One time in Des Moines, somebody threw a bat up there. He thought it was a rubber bat. So he thought he was biting the, hat off, biting oh. the head off of a rubber bat. And it turned out to be a live bat. And now all the religious zealots, Oof. as it says, are, you know, have reason to fight back against... Now, uh, Heavy metal music. I got to call BS a little bit because when I pick up a bat, I think I could tell 100% of the time, is this a live bat or is this a rubber bat? <laughs> I don't like know how many bats Rob. have you ever t- picked up? Well, zero, but rubber bats are quite a few, hundreds. The good news is I just got a shipment of live bats from Wuhan, China. So I think that's going to be fine. Oh, uh, toward the end of the podcast, I'm going to open those up. Okay. And I'm going to have a fake bat in here and we'll see who can tell the difference. Listen, let's get right into our voicemail. Do we have one? Oh, of course we do. I just called to say. So stupid. <laughs> I can kiss my ass. <laughs> They're just the dumbest of the dumb. I got to make a nice one. Dumb shits. Just the dumbest of the dumb. Dum 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 dum. Keeps going. Listeners, they listeners, they dum dum dum. Keeps going. Dum dum dum. Terrible. Listeners, they listeners, they. Fuck off. Oh, glad we're not like that anymore. Here we go. Tell Russ his wish has been granted. So Russ, your wish has been granted. Now to be full disclosure, I did text this out earlier, but it turns out that coming out at some point, May tenth, Russell. May tenth. May tenth. Disney is releasing a brand new oh, Muppets oh. movie. A Muppet movie, The Mayhem. Just about Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth and it, the Electric Mayhem, a whole movie? It literally is about Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem the whole time. It is a multi-episode, episodic show. Awesome. Seriously, though, a Muppets TV show about the music from the Dr. Teeth, how will that not be super fun? Oh, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be week after week of special guest star. Yeah. And they're going to be right. singing along. I think, Russell, there is a non-zero chance. And in fact, I would say it's a very good chance that we are going to get to see our namesake, Beck, on one of those shows singing with the Muppets. I bet he would sing Loser with them. What do you think? Who are we going to see on that show? What's a guaranteed rock solid real musical guest that's going to be on that show? John Legend right away. Oh, my yeah. first, oh God. I, I don't like know if he's I don't yeah. even know if he's still alive, but I would guess my guess will be Steven Tyler. I could see Steven Tyler Ooh, doing like some oh, not anymore. Is no. he too old? No, he's uh Canceled? he's got some issues with some uh underage women oh. back in the 70s. Well, so he's he's canceled. Oh, he's canceled. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay, that one's up. Uh oh. Lenny Lenny Kravitz. I bet you'll see Lenny Kravitz. Oh, I hope I mean, so. I could, I could see like an Adele or something, you know, like a like a mega pop star like that, or T Swift or something like that, joining in on yes. Harry Styles. Yeah, oh yes, Styles. I can see Harry yep. Styles being in. I think it would be funny if they did do a gag where 
laughing even thinking about it. Uh, Letty Kravitz does jump up in the air and all of a sudden out of his pants come a giant long arm length puppet and starts singing a song. Like starts singing American Woman. It's kind of goes, American Woman. (laughs) But it really is just Gonzo's arm and he's holding the microphone. I'm telling you, if you watch that video of Letty Kravitz with his pants splitting open, it looks like Gonzo. It looks like he's giving birth to Gonzo. (laughs) It really does. It's it's unbelievable. You know why he's a rock star. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I think that's going to be fun, Russell. In May, right at the end of the school year, when we all have the summers off, this is going to be great. Oh yeah, what a, what a life we all lead. Yeah, this is going to be absolutely awesome. Um, well, that didn't go anywhere. That conversation. You know what? Maybe the backward show is better. <laughs> Maybe the backward no. show is the way to go. I don't think so. I mean, you did say giving birth to Gonzo. Like, so we've at least got that That's on, true. on wax. That's true. And I was trying to think of another Lenny Kravitz song beside American Woman, but Hey Cab Driver, that's a deep cut. Huh? Ooh, that is a deep cut. That's a good one. Ah, listen, why, why, am I, why am I trying to push this bit? No. Yeah, well, you do hear it play in the background. Thank you so much. Uh, let's get into rolling going. I do like that our listeners know me as like the Muppets guy. Like, that's my yeah, new thing. That's a good calling card. Yeah. Hey. What do you know each of us as? Text in the backslide, line, just with like a sentence for each of us. What are we? Okay. What would what would be your guesses if you had to guess for everyone, Rob? What what do you think the what do you think they would know Aaron as? Oh, Aaron is the Aaron is the he's a food guy, right? Like that's I'd gotta say, be what it is. I'd say unique food free spirit. Russell, I gotta clue you in. We're on a wordle text chain that you're not on. Okay, it's kind of a smart guy, kind of a genius text chain. Okay, a lot of Albert Einstein stuff going on over there. Uh, I got one of the most delicious texts from that text chain when Aaron's wife said, here's a typical uh, delivery for Aaron. What was it? It was a canned it's oysters. Like blue oysters or something? Blue oysters, yeah, oysters like oysters Japanese crackers. Fennel. Japanese, a knife? Was it a Japanese knife in there? It's a honing rod. Yeah, it's, so it's like a, oh, a come ceramic... On. Aaron, I told you not to Come use on. the term honing rod with me around <laughs> ever again. Yeah. And a, a zester? A microplane yeah, a zester. grater, yeah. Yeah. So I bought from this cutlery shop Blue in mussels. Bernal. And they have yeah. a nice tin fish collection. So I had to get some mussels and oysters in addition to my honing rod and my now microplane what? grater. Now, listen, zester. listen, I know what a honing rod is for. I'm not some dumb hick, okay? But to explain <laughs> to all these other guys, what exactly is a honing rod? And who or what will you use this on? It's just a way to keep your knives sharp. And when I, I when I had my knives sharpened most recently, because I have tried to sharpen my own knives, and that turned out to be not a good idea. So I yeah. most recently had my knives sharpened, and the guy was like, hey, you really can just, all you need is a honing steel. I would, And the other thing is, like, I think they're typically called a honing steel, but this one's ceramic, so I call it a honing rod. And um, it's just a way to keep your knives, because... Uh, straightening huh. and sharpening. Was this are guy two going in things. the back? Like, as soon as you started this conversation, could you see just see this guy be like, "Oh no, it's one of these guys." <laughs> hey, what do you use? A hello, hello. <laughs> because straightening is is like aligning the molecules so they're straight, and sharpening is actually taking yeah. molecules off to smooth out and, and make sure that it, it gets sharp. So oh. if you straighten your knives between uses, you don't have to sharpen them as often. At least according what? to Edge of the Bay Sharpening, who. Help me out. What does it cost? What does it cost to get knives sharpened? If I if my knives were dull, I would just go buy new knives. How much does it cost to sharpen? This guy was amazing. He charged me like fifty bucks. He he came to my house, picked up my knives, took them away, brought them back in like two hours. They were sharp, and it cost me like fifty bucks. Now, let me tell you, did you read about this honing in a journal somewhere or did you read about it at the store where they were selling you this quote unquote 
honing rod. No, uh, no. It, the, 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 the knife sharpener, who was not affiliated with the cutlery store, told me about what? the honing rod. Wait, he was like working himself out of a job. He was like, hey, you don't have to call me. You can Wait, hone your knife instead. Involves, this story involves two different things, the knife sharpener and the knife store? Yes. They're yeah. not related? You talked no. to multiple knife professionals. <laughs> yeah. I've been to a knife sharpening class also, and that's where I got my, that's where I got my whetstones. But I'm not very good at the whetstones, so now I just have professionals do it. Oh, I heard them sing in college. I thought it was good. That's such a niche joke. I like cream of wheat in a malt meal town. It takes one small step to bring a whole city down. I like cream of wheat. Hey, everybody, we're the limestones, and now we're going to get our clothes real wet because that's our cake. <laughs> oh, the limestones have gotten really weird since Rob joined. <laughs> Guys, let's do a song about our kinks. Feet, 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 feet. <laughs> All right. And soon I'm going to graduate, and this is what we'll do. <laughs> Russell's been to more than one limestones concert in his life. I, I can have. Tell. I've sat in the front row. It's the only time I went to that church. Yeah, that any of the limestones? Rose, you might know this. Does any of the limestones like done anything post college? Like any of them gone on to any sort of success? Yeah, I didn't see him at this year's Grammys for acapella girls. <laughs> against the Manhattan transfer. Oh, um, no. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I don't know of anyone who who's who went on to do much. But I didn't either. So what? what, what can Did I you just take a fucking drink in the middle of your goddamn sentence on the podcast? Are you serious <laughs> yeah. right now? I was coming from Rob. Rob, you were eating. You were eating food last time. You were eating. I got a high bananas. Because <laughs> of your cramping problem. That, that was because the, the bananas was a medical thing. Okay, but Aaron was literally. <laughs> I can edit that out. But Aaron was talking and then he goes gulp. Right in the middle. Um, Rob, we should pull up the multibill song. A lot of people might not even know what we're talking about with the yeah, live stream. People should hear this. You think? So the limestones here is the acapella group that sang at St. Olaf and it would go from year to year, right? Like they would yeah. have 10 guys in the group and the seniors would graduate. And they'd bring in like three new people. Is that right? Oh yeah. my God. This is on okay, that. Garrison, we got to play the whole thing. We got to play this is on that Garrison Keeler show. <laughs> and now this is from 2015. So these are not guys we've yeah. known. And I'll tell you what, 2015 is well past the date where Garrison Keeler goes, you know what would make Prairie Home Companion better? If I fucking sang about three to four times an episode, <laughs> that's what everybody wants to hear. Garrison's like, guess what? I'm fucking singing now. And everybody's like, Jesus Christ, we can't do anything. This guy has all the power. Garrison Keeler made our list once before. Do you guys remember? I believe it was what? some sort of instrument. Garrison Keeler's show. Yes, wow. it was. It been a slide guitar or something like that. Yes. Or was Man. it the Whistler? Because, you know, I saw Garrison Keeler at St. Olaf once. Yeah. And they had a world-class Whistler on. And I've never felt so disappointed in my life. <laughs> I was like, the guy was up there going like... <laughs> and what you realize with whistling is like, wow, that guy's really good at whistling. And then about 30 seconds later, you're like, God damn it. I hate when people whistle. Boy, this sounds just, this is grating on my brain. I do not like this at all. So this is the, this is the singing group that would sing at St. Olaf every year. And the famous song was Malto Meal because oh, Northfield famous. has the Malto Meal factory, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. One morning about 9 a.m. was just eating with another kid. Oh, I wish you could change that they're fateful day because like this is what here. I did. Oh, I ate Just in case you didn't grow up in the Midwest or if you were rich, Malto Meal is a kind of cereal that basically copies every other cereal. Cream of wheat. 
a knockoff. They're not Fruit Loops. They got like Fruity O's. Yes. Hey, you know what? They're Captain Crunch. The rock off, knock off the kangaroos or whatever. Slaps. It does slap. It's really good. So I thought I'd go down to an honor house. I don't know how you guys drink away my blues. And the very next way I woke up smooching <laughs> only <laughs> avenue. I could have easily been in the lines, though. Oh my god, you could have been in the lines. I think we should just have Russell sing the entire episode. I mean, we could pull up the lyrics and we could sing our version of it at the end. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Or, you know. Oh, yeah, we can. Or we could just go to Rolling Going. Rolling Going. I was a going someone. Oh, it's right. Really good. Has anybody got a good one this week? <laughs> I got a good Listen, one. Listen, <laughs> I just got one thing to say about Malta Meal. Yeah. Even my kids, when they were like three, as soon as they saw cereal in a plastic bag, they're like, uh-uh-uh. They're like, uh-uh-uh. We are not doing this shit. Our cereal comes out of boxes. It comes in a bag in a yeah. box. It comes in plastic bag in a yeah. box. Yeah, yeah. just a plastic bag. No, my kids, when the cereal was on a box, they knew I was but trying to- the guarantee to, on the box? <laughs> they knew I was trying to pull a scam on them. They're like, hmm, these do taste good, but I don't get it. Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Guys, I think I do need to go to the advice corner. The, oh, I had something oh, okay. that happened the last week that I, I right. definitely need to run by you guys on how you would handle something. Yeah, can't wait. It's time. Did you try and lying to her? That's my advice. Oh, I will just yeah. say it may involve it may involve a false police report. I'll just I'm going to give you a heads up. There's what? a false police report involved. Wow. Well, I hope it has I hope it has two different knife related things because that's that's the tone that Aaron said already. <laughs> All right, so I, I guess the premise of my question, I kind of get want, I want to hear what you guys think about this, and then I'm going to tell you a story. When 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 you're dealing with your wife or someone that you know well, and you think they may be wrong about something, do you always just give them the benefit of the doubt and listen? Do you kind of like probe with questions, trying to get to the bottom of what's going on, and think there may be two sides of it, or do you always just listen to what they say and empathize? What's your style when you think the person you're having a conversation okay. with could potentially be wrong about something they're telling you? <laughs> this is such a loaded question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, by the way you're asking this question, Russell, I don't think you need our advice. I think you already know. Yeah. <laughs> Seems yeah. like listening longer before you speak is probably yeah. where, where you should have aired. And guys, follow up. Do you think this is a big penis? What do you think? Uh, just think about this, Russell. Do you ever like to be corrected? No, but I definitely do a lot of correcting. <laughs> you see, that's the problem. <laughs> that is the problem. It's, it's, it, you know that nobody likes being corrected, but not you. It's different for other people. They like it when you correct them. That's true. I'm, I'm the older sibling. If someone's not an older sibling, they like to be bossed around like that, that's, right? Oh, that's geez. right. Exactly. Oh, wow. I'm getting into some family psychotherapy yeah. here. Psychoanalysis. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I can tell you guys my story, and then we'll see if you guys would have done anything different or see how it relates to some things in your life. Does that mm -hmm. work for you guys? Yeah, Please. I'd like to get the details. Yeah, so, we, of course, we want to hear the story. So, so, so the other day, I'm sitting at home. This is probably about a week ago, and and I get a text. Uh, it's from a car aficionado, if you will. The text, all it says is, "My car has been stolen." Uh -huh. I get a text from someone saying their car has been stolen. I was like, "Well, mm -hmm. shit." Super yeah. Bummer. Yeah. But so when you see that, how do you respond? Because I don't know. Like, do I say, where was it? Do I start asking questions? Do I just say, I'm sorry to hear that? What do you do? So my response is just, huh? Like with a question mark. Like, I'm looking for this person <laughs> okay. to elaborate. So I don't take it down I'll the wrong what. path. I mean, what, right? I mean, it might occur to me to say, do you need a ride? That might be a thing I would say. Yeah. I'm just going to say right stole. now. 
I'm just going to say right there, every time you make a mistake, I'm going to hit that ding. Because I'm going to say right there, texting back, huh? Huh? There is nothing that could be more clear than my car was stolen. Okay? Well, so you're right. so Rob, I'm there to listen. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I try to listen and everything and empathize. And so this, this car aficionado gives me a call. They say, you know, their car is gone. They were out. They were out somewhere earlier in the day. They went home, parked their car in their building, in their parking lot in the building. Went upstairs, did some stuff, and then they realized they forgot something. They had to run back down. They walked back down. Car's not there. And so no. the, the person's, so my immediate reaction is just being like, oh, you know, sorry to hear that. You know, what can I do to help you? And then we start kind of just going through, I can't help myself. I have to ask. You have to ask if they parked it in a different spot than they I, think, I, I have, aren't you? I have to. I have to ask. Like, <laughs> Don't. I mean, what are you supposed to, you have to ask, right? Or should you not even ask if you they parked ask? it somewhere else than they normally would have? But is this is all over text? This is in a phone call now. Now we're talking on the, I'm talking with the car aficionado on the I phone. I don't know, man. So, I, yeah, I, mean, the car. I feel like that's fine. You can just say, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure this no. is the case, but I do just have to ask. It's just like, the, it's just like you're just doing like the, the IT guy. Retrace like, your steps, right? I got to yeah. run through my checklist, like just like anybody else would, like, Totally dispassionate. Have you tried okay restarting there. your computer today? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then going from there. I yeah. think the problem is it came out of Russell's mouth like, ah, you probably parked in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> I did kind of say, and the, the thing is, this person lives in an apartment building. They have an underground parking garage. And they also, when I go over to this area, I usually park on the street. So there's a lot of places oh, oh. to park on the street over there. And so, and like, so I was just about, making like, sure, hey. Do you ever park there overnight? Like, do you leave your car there overnight oh. on the street? Oh, we'll, we'll just say a car aficionado doesn't always get me a 24-hour pass. We'll just leave it like that. <laughs> just saying it would be nice if they did. They yeah. get a couple of those passes a week, and I don't even... It's been 17 know. hours. Time to, yeah. <laughs> time to bounce. Russell shows up with a bag of McRibs. What are those for? Oh, nothing. Just a day. Never mind. Forget about it. So this, per I kind of, you know, I, I, I paused myself before I even said... Well, did you sure you didn't park it anywhere else? But then no. I kind of said, well, you know, are you sure you didn't park it? They were, no. they were adamant with me. And I could tell borderline annoyed that I would even propose that they may have parked yeah. it somewhere else. Of right. They are. So at this point, I just am like, OK, I just got to sit back. Don't do my due diligence thing and start probing with questions. I just got to be supportive. Right. So, yeah, they're telling me, well, security's coming over. I'm going to call the police, do a police report. I'll call you back in a little bit. So like, OK. I, there's nothing for me to do at this point. I haven't been asked to come over and help. There's nothing for me to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I get a call a little bit later and they say, Hey, security came over. We walked through the building. I was clicking my, my thing over and over. There was no beep. They didn't hear the beep. They didn't see the car. And I was like, I, part of me wants to ask, well, I believe a few weeks ago, your key fob was dead. So it probably wouldn't have worked a few weeks ago. No, don't say that. And I didn't say <laughs> that, Rob. I just, I just thought that, but I didn't say it. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I, okay, okay, I may have said it. I don't remember. <laughs> I knew you said it. You dirty dog. You can't help yourself. <laughs> but so the, 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 He's the, heating up. The car aficionado <laughs> tells me they went through went through the parking lot with the security person at their building. They couldn't find it. They well, um, Now, Russell, can, with I just, a dead can, fob. can I just ask you real with, quickly? With, with, with a fob that was dead a few weeks ago, Matt. If, I'm sorry. Well, if she... <laughs> If she had asked you, can you please come over and walk through the building with me and security and try to help me find this car? What would you have said? Because I would have said. I would have done it. I would have done it. Oh, no, no problem. Wow. What a, I mean, I would, in my head, I would have thought really what another person walking through isn't going to make a difference, but I oh, would have done it. I never. But to be it. clear, 
This person's fob may have not been dead before, but their car was dead. The battery was dead, so the stuff wasn't working. But just to make sure I'm right on that. <laughs> you know, everything uh, hit the digger, Rob, or not? No, I, no that's fine. I, so what you're saying is like details be, matter. Details matter, yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be called in for a witness at some point here. This feels like this is going on the record. So I'm talking with the car aficionado and... And they're, they're saying, well, they, they called the police. The police are coming over. They went through the parking lot. They're going to, the head of security at the building is going to come over. They're going to do all the reporting stuff. She'll be able to look at the, at the tape from the building in the morning and everything. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, immediately I'm like, well, hopefully, you know, you didn't leave a wallet in there. You know, if you lost, there's nothing you can do about it at this point, right? You got insurance. It takes care of that. I'm trying to, to be positive. I don't know what the right. Yeah. Trying to listen and be supportive. Now, it, there is a chance, because it has happened before, where somebody maybe has gotten their car stolen, and in the back they had up to three bags of trash that they were going to yes, take out yes. later and never got around to <laughs> up it. Up to so. three. <laughs> and what, what CD was it? Oh, I had so many. The JB's run. I mean, I got a whole, you've seen the whole list, a bowling ball that had a grenade in it. I mean, when this guy stole my car, he was probably like, what the fuck? What is going on with this guy? I'm going to return this. I feel bad for this guy. So this person, they've, they've, they've made their call into the police station. They've walked through the, the parking ramp once and, and they're like, okay, I got, I'm going to, she had another call to make to the security or whatever. The car aficionado calls me back again. And this person's telling me about their day, where they were at beforehand. We're kind of now walking together, retracing steps, if you will. We, it took us a little bit there. We're kind of going through it. And this person says, well, I went and ran these errands here. And I drove home and I went to the grocery store right across the street. And then I went home, went upstairs, came back down. And I say, did you park at the grocery store? Did you and walk home? And all of a sudden, the phone on the other end just goes completely silent. (laughs) Person (laughs) says, you know what? I did park over at the grocery store, but I'm not sure if I walked home or not. (laughs) Russ. Russ. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So I'm like, you know what you ought to do? is why don't you just walk over to the grocery store because it's right across the street. I could easily see how someone would park there and then grab a bag and walk home because I think this person walks back and forth at that grocery store a lot, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, you just do it out of habit. And so it's late. You know, I mean, I guess I could have said, hey, I'll come over and walk over there with you. It's kind of late. It's dark. But I said, why don't you keep your phone on Keep and just walk over there. Keep me on the line while you walk over there. So this person walks over there. So chivalry's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. the phone up and I'll listen from here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, so this person starts walking over there and they're saying, oh, I'm crossing the street now. And all of a sudden I hear a horn honk a couple times. Oh, no. <laughs> T-Fob is there. So the car works. was parked in <laughs> the grocery store parking lot. And sometimes someone just asking a few more questions actually I mean, helped the day. It feels like you were a hero here, Russell, just by asking some questions. And so the, the person... <laughs> this person eventually you know was saying i feel so embarrassed now i've got to call the police back i got to call my security back and everything like well being embarrassed is a lot better than not having your car so i think it's okay right (laughs) yeah this video is autoplay there's nothing i can do to help it so this person did technically file a, a fake police report and i think they also tried to text their family members while they were having like a, the vacation of their lifetime overseas. Um, I'm not sure what country they may have been at that mm-hmm. time, but, mm-hmm. but so I, I was curious, like, does that something ever happen to you guys where yeah, maybe someone, you know, has misplaced yeah. something and 
You yeah, have a very good feeling that maybe it's not misplaced, and do you just let them go, or do you say anything, or what do you do? Russell, when 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 Jenny says to me, "I've lost <laughs> this, or I can't get this to work," I don't even move for thirty seconds because <laughs> I know what's going to happen. As soon as I get up, as soon as I start looking, she will find whatever she's looking for. The moment I am done, I'm like, "Okay, I'll close the game. I'll put it away. I'm gonna just I'm gonna help you out." She immediately finds it, and often will find it, and then just not tell me that she's found it. So now I am continuing to look for something around the house that she has lost and then found. I don't, I, I can't think of uh, an example where it, from my life, but I can relate to your car aficionado, Russell. I can, I can say I've done something similar when I was in grad school at the university of Minnesota. I recall one day driving to class and in the morning and then taking the bus home because I forgot that my car was at right? you. So I've been there. I get it. <laughs> That's such a good bet. I number the number of times I came out from work and my car was still running. Oh. Like, whoops. Whoops. That's on me. That's my bad. How about you, Matt? You're a very logic based guy. I could see you having a hard time biting your tongue over something like that. Uh, yeah. You know, and it happens often more with the kids than anything. Sure. It's like, where, where's my gloves? I don't know. Where'd you leave them? I don't know. Well, they're probably in the basket, you know, where your gloves are supposed to be. Nope. I look. You go over. Yeah. Sure enough, lift up one hat and there the gloves are right. So my line, Sarah always says she she hates when I don't say my lines that I always say in real life, mm-hmm. in, right. you know, on the pod. She listens. I don't. I don't catch these things, you know, but so I always tell and now Sarah is ready to punch me in the face half the time. And I said, well, you know, it's always the last place you look, right? So you show this car fishing out of, well, you know, the car, it's, yeah. it's always the last place you look. So, you know, good work. Good job. So, Hey, I can't find my car. Is it in the bin under the hat? No, yeah. <laughs> no. Did you check the grocery store? Yeah, there's something over here, but it might be just somebody honking at the grocery store. Roland, go on here, and how's it going with you, Russell? I would say you end up being the true hero of that story because you were supportive go and you did and you did not move from your couch. So I did not move. Winner. I wasn't going to move. You're not telling anybody about it, right? Or like talking yeah. about it. So like you know, that's the thing. Like you just shiver, like like Rosie said. <laughs> You're with us friends here. It's not like it's out in the world for everybody else. You not know, like So nope. yeah, Bites. you did the right thing. Hey, you man, right it could thing. be any car aficionado that I know. Oh, what's what? yeah, right. what? yeah. what? yeah. Russell, you what? dog. I love that. Come <laughs> 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 back. Yeah, yeah. rolling. What I was going with you? Which 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 one of these phones is ringing? Man, it's going. Oh, I got two phones. Uh, it's going great for me. I so I'm, I'm, I probably have a couple things to talk about. But number one, first of all, um, number one most important thing for me to talk about tonight is it's been a while since we talked. But I had the good fortune, the honor, the privilege to host Matt and his family at my home. Oh, oh yeah, and oh, yeah. it was. I just had to say thank you because they had a huge day of sightseeing and getting around and they made the trip over to Oakland to come see us. I was so happy. Also known as Coakland also, yeah. <laughs> or Smokeland. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was great. It was just, it was so cool of them to come out, like come a bit out of their way to come see us. And my son was we so had a happy. Dance party. We had we a, a dance, dance party in your living room. Totally. I can still like, I can vividly picture in my mind's eye looking into my backyard and Matt's kids are out there playing with my son. It was super cool. So big ups. Thanks, did, Matt. Did you play family. any music while Matt was there? Did you play records or did you stress about what oh, yeah. records you were going to play Aaron? No, you know what? We played, 
we played mostly Louis Armstrong while they were here. And then it was like getting late in the kids night. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even show Matt my turntable. So we got a couple records in, didn't we, Matt? Yep. And Eddie had the chance to put a couple on and then we finally got to the much like, yeah, we finally got to the one that we were wanted to listen to, you know, cause the kids right. got involved and we had to listen to 16 other records before getting to it. So we had some, yeah. snoop, some peanuts Christmas that we had to, nice. <laughs> had to go on. How do you not? Man, what did you do with the figs he gave you? <laughs> well, we brought them home. We checked them, right? Or we brought them on the plane and put them up in the... Yeah. And then, you know what? I forgot yeah, I them. Forgot <laughs> I forgot them. I tried to get back on the plane. They wouldn't let me back on the plane, yeah. but I forgot them, so... Have you checked that bad. parking lot across the street? Because you never... Oh, wait. There's the figs right there. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Man, Fantastic can you just tell time. me, I know, I, know, I know you're a nice guy, but what was the weirdest fucking thing that you <laughs> saw at Aaron's house? Like, what did you see? And you were like, oh, I got to tell Rob about no, this. No, I don't thing. think of the weirdest thing, but the one thing I think the listeners like know is that Aaron is, he, he runs the cat house for the neighborhood. Yeah. He's got like three cats that <laughs> yeah. come and go. Oh, yeah. no. You know, in and out. And they're all <laughs> very nice James, cats yep. and stuff like that. But yeah, you, you, Aaron, bleeding heart. What did the lady, she move? She go to a nursing home? Somebody yep. across the street? or yeah, she's, dead, next door. She's, she's, she's dead, She's dead. She's dead. She's dead. Yeah, she went into assisted well, living and then she died. The yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. She is dead. A cat ate her throat while she was sleeping. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. cat so lady here at. is dead. <laughs> um, so you, there was nothing. Aaron's house was totally normal. There's nothing. Come on. Totally normal. Man. Great house. Great normal neighborhood. Guy. I mean. The, the, could you see the whole way? Or was there too many shirts hanging up? Or like. <laughs> I mean, I got all these. Could see the whole way. Okay. I did not. I did, but this is that's the old bed. That's the old bedroom, right? This. That's yeah, this one. No, room. we don't have to hang clothes in this bedroom. No, we have much more yeah. space in this house. Yeah, so <laughs> we get clothes. I everywhere. did not make it to Aaron's bedroom. I did not make it down. down I know we hallway. didn't even give you the full tour. It was such a whirlwind. No. But I, I feel so blessed that you guys came out. I forget. It. Did you? Do you have a basement at that house? No, we have a crawl space. Crawl so space. Have a, oh. a garage under the house, and then a crawl space. Oh, geez. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. who 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 was like the awkward? Like, did Matt want to leave early? Did Aaron want you to stay late? Did Matt stay too late and impose? Or yeah. how how did the exit go? Because Matt's yeah. an Irish exit guy, but well, it's hard to do that with a family and kids. It, it feels like well, the kid, you know, the kids end up getting a little tired, and it's there just time go. to go anyways. That you know, so there's that. Yeah. You know, I felt like Rosie and I talk all the time, and then we talk in text more than people know about random things as well. I, I gathered know, Sarah. About these fuck? Private text Sarah and Rosie's wife Russell at gmail.com have been on the the Wordle text chain for a long time. We're at we're at uh, six 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 today. I don't know if you I saw that, that. six sixty yeah. six Wordle yep. six 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 Wordle number six six perfect for Black Sabbath. Perfect. We've been on the Sabbath. text chain so long, and those two had never met before. Yeah. And so those two ended up, you know, they were thick as thieves back there drinking the wine and the in the kitchen while Rosie and I had to babysit our kids. So, it's gotta yeah. be, gotta be nice to meet Aaron's wife. I've never gotten the chance to do that in person. I'm pretty sure if I have it. that wedding, did you Rob? Did you? No, I wasn't invited to that wedding. We're invited to that one. No, huh? it's not a big deal. I don't know. I think, I mean, Matt's, Matt's being kind. I think we hit it pretty perfect. I think we nailed the goodbyes. Yeah. I don't think, I think yeah. it was a perfect amount. There's one question that I got a text from Russell here on our text chain. And it says, please ask whose kids, Whose kid behaved the worst? So which kid behaved the worst out of the whole group? America wants to know. Leo. Uh, had to be Leo. You think so? Well, probably. He's just, they were all he's really the bigger good. kid. Walsh was like, Walsh like, like, hey, that. watch this fun game I played. He started whipping rocks at Aaron, and then Leo's whipping rocks at Aaron, too. <laughs> yeah. Walsh was pretty decent when they were here. He didn't, he didn't hit me or anything, but he still, he was talking about Leo, Leo and Eddie just yesterday. 
That's good. Well, the how... one thing one thing about leaving, I'll let you then I'll let you continue, is that Rosie did leave me with a few uh edibles for the road just in case. Oh, so yeah. try to be dad, a good host. Dad looking out for dad. Try to be a good uh, host. The, the the first one, I, I, I don't remember, I think I don't know if it's good for before bed or something like that, but didn't really hit me. The second one, I waited till an hour and a half before the flight was supposed to take off. Oh boy. That's early. That was a little, little early. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm walking down. I'm, we're getting yeah. on the plane. I'm walking yeah. down, and, and and I had I had been with. Usually, there's you know we're in like the rows of three or whatever, right? And so, um, I had been sitting with the boys on the way out you yeah. know, for the last couple of flights, and they finally decided they wanted to sit with mom once. So Sarah was with the boys. I got my own seat across the aisle, kind of a thing, and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was, it was a little fortuitous. You needed I it. Yeah. <laughs> I needed it. Those tens, those tens will hit you. Yeah. Yeah. Hit oh you. boy. When Aaron gave you those things, Matt, did he do it like a dad, like giving his son 20 bucks to take a lady out? Like yeah. did he come up yeah. and like shake your hand and give you a hug. And then in right. the hand, yep. there was some Here, you treats. Don't, don't tell your mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This one will help get you rock hard. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's different in different households too. You don't know. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. That's enough out of me. How's it rolling going with Matt? <laughs> this will give you an HRE. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty good. So I, I did have on my list that I needed to say thanks to Rosie and Rosie's wife at gmail.com for hosting us. So nice. we've got that. Rob, um, you, you get an invite to go hang out with them this summer or not? No, I must have missed that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's got lots of mail or something. I must have missed that. But I'll tell you what, if I do go over to Aaron's, I'm going over every into that place. I'm going to be like a crime scene. I'll be, be taking photographs. I'm in the crawl space. I'm asking to see the lightsaber. Like I want, I want the whole up and down tour, everything. Come on out. Come see us. Um, I saw a band last night called paper airplane. And one of our loyal listeners, Sarah, her brother is the lead singer for paper airplane. They're a cover band Oh, nice! and they are awesome. They play like late nineties, early two thousands, like alternative pop music. Um, you know, what, what like little Franz Ferdinand, yeah, little, tune ah, they played oh. MIA paper airplanes, things like that. And so oh. dude, it was sweet. It was awesome. They're a great cover band. <laughs> so your favorite, so, favorite, say, favorite tune they played, what was it? Um, little thing. What is that? It's, uh, I believe in a thing called love. Oh, the darkness. Whoa, for real? Yeah. Nice. It's your song, they end Matt. with that. And so that Sarah's brother is quite, quite talented. He can hit those notes. Wow. Uh, little wow. Tom Petty, uh, American girl by Tom Petty, you know, Ooh, like, yeah. nice. and so it was pretty good. They played paper airplanes by MIA. So where oh, did they play at Matt? Like what, what at Glicks. They played at Glicks. Oh, so great little spot. Good spot. Went downtown. I, yeah. I went downtown last night. Downtown is not dead folks. It was hopping. And Matt's not dead so, after going downtown so that i'm not oh, dead Aaron, yeah, Aaron, it's all fine Aaron, Aaron. i'm trying Aaron, to encourage Aaron. the outstate folks to not be afraid of minneapolis yeah, <laughs> well don't exactly. mention being dead that doesn't help man <laughs> i said he's not last, dead last <laughs> person i know that lived in minneapolis got their car stolen Aaron. <laughs> oh <my> allegedly <laughs> uh, i was walking around downtown it was it was like 85 degrees out right Ugh. and now today it's snowing and that's so the worst last week it was like tuesday or wednesday i was dry, walking around downtown and one of the cool things about all the concert venues we have in downtown is that all of these bands show up early, right? And so you always know there's a tour bus parked in the middle of downtown and you never know who's on it. But this mm-hmm. one, I happened to see one and they were going into the Dakota right off of Nicollet. And I looked up 
And the name on the band, they got it on, they're wheeling the, all the gear in was Asleep at the Wheel. And I'm like, what the hell is Asleep at the Wheel? Like, I remember this band from somewhere. And then I had to go back and look. And so, and this is the song that I remember from Sleep at the Wheel. And I asked Rob to pull it up. And... Here we go. Same dude? Have you ever heard this song? I don't know why we had this song in high school and absolutely loved it. And so apparently it was by Asleep at the Wheel. And Asleep at the Wheel is this country band from the 70s. And they sang this song, Big Balls in Cowtown. And I thought it was the most hilarious song in the world when I was in high school. And now here they're playing at the Dakota and I missed the show. Damn it. Big but Balls in Cowtown. This is weird because they have a second hit song. Let's listen to it right now. Soon we're gonna graduate. <laughs> work is work almost <laughs> through. Wow, what a, that's so weird. I picked up the picked very next day. Up. I woke up smooching Noli Avenue. I like cream <laughs> of weed in a multi-meal town. I can't believe the clip I picked of the limestones was one of the most boring things I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, it's so crazy. That's not right. <laughs> that's so crazy. That right. Aaron, did you ever try out for the limestones or are they not your style of music? Uh, you know, looking, I don't know. It's it's one of a num- number oh, of regrets. No, I no, I never tried to have fun since. And I mean, I got I got I got oh, busted trying to pick on the limestones, and I shouldn't have because because our friend's brother was in the limestones. But um, yes, no, like looking back, like you know, Rob likes to say you should, you should say yes to stuff. Like I wish I had auditioned for the limestones. Why not? Right? They were fun. Rob, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Uh, I'll tell you what. I, the other day, I bought, I shouldn't even tell you this story. This is so embarrassing. But I went after jujitsu and I got a Gatorade and a Diet Mountain Dew. Okay. Dinner of champions, by the way. (laughs) Gotta have the, hey, you have to have those Gatorades. It's a physical requirement for (laughs) yourself. <laughs> You're gonna cramp up if not. You know, I'm sure the guy at the bodega sees me coming in all sweaty from Times Square. I'm like, <sighs> he's like, wow, that guy loves peep shows. He's like, this this guy is loves the peep show game. I'm like, oh my god, oh, I'm sweating. My elbow hurts so bad. You ever had that thing where your elbow just hurts? My hands hurt from grabbing stuff too hard. <laughs> Got cauliflower yeah, ear. Rope burn on my neck. Like, what's this? About? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I need to drink these. So at, at the checkout, they, I just happen. Uh, this is the worst. I got to stop doing this, but I just, when I'm at the catch, I just look, I'm like Terminator two, you know, scanning the people at the bar, be like, bzz, bzz, and I'm checking to see if there's any fun candy that I don't know about yet. Like I'm, I'm, I want to get some fun candy. Like when Hershey's came out with that cookies and cream bar, I was like, damn fun candy alert. Better get that. Or uh, Kit Kat has a new strawberry flavor. I was like, boop, 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 beep, boop, new candy alert. Also lemon, lemon Kit Kat. Very good. Ooh. Rob, one of my favorite things to do, this is a so Russ move. Would say that. I love going with like the Gatorade Zero yeah. and other Zero Sugar drinks and then adding some candy or something very <laughs> unhealthy to go with. <laughs> Sir, you want to buy a Diet a Mountain Dew <laughs> and a bunch of these sweet tarts? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, please. It makes you feel like you're not really doing things that are that Sir, bad. I legally have to ask you, are you going to combine these? It's like cough syrup. You can only buy so many. It's like, no, 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 no. You're over your limit of sweet do. Step on the scale if you want to buy more. We have to see how much you weigh. Um, and so I bought, they had, and this is not a new candy alert. Okay, don't don't blame me like that. But this is, I bought the, um, oh my God, what do you call? No, 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 Rob, don't lose the bit right now. Taffy. They're like a taffy thing, but they're oh. different colored <laughs> ones are different oh, flavors. Taffy? No, 
No, it's not. It's the, um, oh, what is, oh no, this story is not going to work if I can't think of the candy. Starburst. Brussels. Mambas? It was like Mambas or something? No, 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 no. It was like in a long package and you open it up and it's like, God damn it, I'm too fat. I cannot explain the candy. Airheads or something like that. Airheads. That's exactly what it was. So it's these, right? It's the (laughs) airheads. I fucking said airheads. It's the airheads. Did you? Aaron, you got to speak up, my guy. So I bought one of these, right? So I buy one of these airheads. Now, these are like in a long, thin package, okay? And classic, a lot of jujitsu champions are like, listen, every day when you train, you need to eat five airheads afterwards. I'm like, yes, sensei, I will do whatever you say, you know. I bought airheads, and then he's like, hey, it's two for a dollar or whatever, which, looking back, it's too expensive for airheads. Look at what, they're not even that big. I can get them on Amazon. What is this on Amazon? Two for a dollar. Well, I mean, Rob. 60 for eight bucks. I'm getting ripped off of my bodega big time. Rob, have you heard about inflation? I mean, have you seen the price of eggs lately? I know. Hey, hey. You guys see the price of airheads at my bodega in Times Square? Can you believe the bodega that's right next to Times Square is really expensive? Wow, that's crazy. Who would think that? Uh, it's me and a bunch of high school kids like on a tour. I'm like, excuse me, I have to buy these airheads. So I bought two airheads because he said they're two for a dollar. I get home. I open one airhead. Eat it. Delicious. Great decision. Rob, still number one. Okay, awesome. Proud of myself in that airhead. I open the second airhead and instantly I know something's wrong. Oh no. I open it and this airhead, instead of being a flat, like snake type thing, is rolled up. Oh. And there's plastic around it. Okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. And all of a sudden, my Terminator 2 brain is going again and I'm dissecting and I'm thinking about things. <laughs> and I go, this isn't a airhead. This is a motherfucking fruit roll up. Yes. I opened this fruit roll up and I was like, wow. This is going to be, I haven't had a fruit roll up in years. It was the highlight of my week. When I ate this fruit roll up, it was one of the greatest things that had happened to me all week. It was so good. We should be eating fucking fruit roll ups all the time. It was delicious. To be fair, you, I mean, you live a fairly, I mean, you don't live a boring life, Rob. You're, you're a pretty exciting mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, so for that to town. be the most yeah. exciting thing. And I think I'd been in Italy for part of that week too, actually. I got back and when I had that fruit roll, I was like, mama mia, this is so good. Rob, I have to give you credit. You have a lot of self-discipline to buy airheads and a fruit roll up and to make it all the way home before you stuff those things down your pile. I do, right? don't I? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, because I honestly, I think if somebody saw me eating airhead after airhead on the train, they would move away faster than the guy I saw trying to light stuff on fire. Like there's a guy next to me trying to light stuff on fire and I was like... I'm going to see where this goes before. Cause I got a nice seat here. Like I'm sitting, I got lots of room. Did the fruit roll up have like the cutout shapes? Like, could you pull, like pull the star out of the middle of it or was there stuff in it or not? They did. And I yeah. ate it. Like I've eaten every single fruit roll up in my life. How I crunched it? it up into a ball and I put it all in at once. <laughs> oh. those shapes. I'm not pulling it off. I'm not doing anything. I would either do that. Or when I was younger, I would wrap the fruit roll up around my finger and then just suck on it. And then oh, at the end, it would be like disgusting. a sugary mess on my finger. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. This is my therapy. I'm realizing now I'm so fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go primal scream this out. But I highly recommend everybody, if you are home tonight, go and buy a single fruit roll-up at any store that sells them. Okay? And if you're looking for one, there is one on 48th Street and 6th Avenue. So come on down. Rob, pick Rob that is up. definitely the piece of earned. Earned his reputation as the main host and podcast man today when 
instead of talking about a trip to Rome <laughs> or a trip to Memphis, he talked about how he bought a fruit it's roll-up true. at the, at the <laughs> no, 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 no. grocery store. No, 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 no. I didn't buy a fruit roll-up. But Airheads. It was accidental. It was an accidental. <laughs> it was the onion ring in the fry situation. Uh, or was it accidental? I'm sure this guy was like, oh, wow, he's grinding the fruit roll-up. We've been trying to sell that thing for like 30 years. <laughs> Nobody has ever bought a fruit roll-up. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know if my kids know what a fruit roll-up is, honestly. It's kind of like fruit by the foot. I was well, trying yeah, to explain that the other them. day. I was trying to explain what a fruit by the foot was or the uh, bubble tape to them the other day. I was like, it's oh, just a long tape of gum. Yeah, but you that know, Aaron. Aaron, do you want to guess? Aaron, 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 do you want to guess if I ever put the old like a bubble tape in my mouth one time? <laughs> I'll give you one guess. <laughs> Yes. yes, yes, All right, let's the answer. <laughs> it's a little cliffhanger. Let's talk about the things in your mouth. Oh, yeah. I'll give you a hint. We will cover the answer to that question when we cover the song Roundabout. Okay. By yes. All right, so uh, let's talk about... <laughs> I, had, I did spell it out for our people at home. Let's talk about uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Um, right now, before we start, I just want you to do this. Look at your hand. Okay, look at your little fingies. Right now, guys, do it, please. Okay, you're like my kids at school. You don't actually do what I say, do these dumb things. Look at your hand and just say, thank you. Just say thank you to your hand right now. Thank you. Because by the end of this, you're going to be very thankful that you have a normal hand. Okay, you're going to be very thankful by the end of this. This is Black Sabbath's second album after their self-titled Black Sabbath album. Uh, Black Sabbath is, you know, four guys, but really I think the more famous ones are Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Tommy Iommi on guitar. And Tommy Iommi is an interesting story because uh, right before his last day of his job, he's 19, he is working at a uh, metal press in, in like an industrial building. Like he crushes the end of his fingers on one hand, uh, just smushes them right off. Can you imagine? It's just sounds uh, terrible. That's a bad day. Like when I think I've had a bad day at work, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Nobody listens to me. But then I look at my fingertips and I'm like, yep, they're all there still. Thank goodness. I would say that's one of the most important parts of the fingers, actually, it's the tips. He's like Russell when he gets his hair cut, no tips. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think that's a rumor we could get going about Russell, no problem. Uh, so what he ended up doing, and of course he was playing guitar at the time and he was super depressed. And his friend is like, hey, I want you to listen to this jazz guitarist named Django Reinhardt. He's like, why would I want to listen to guitar? I can't play guitar. I love playing guitar. I can't do it. Look at my hand. My hand, I, I assume he had like a fucking clown hand, right? Where like his hand was normal size. And then the end of the fingers were all big and fat where they got smashed by the press. Right? Do you think they were like I huge? I don't know. I, no, I don't think about these things that much. Big, like, I do think pong. about the film Sweet and Lowdown where Sean Penn plays the world's second greatest jazz guitarist behind Django Reinhardt. Good film. You got to have a podcast, Aaron. You got to have your own podcast. I should be on a podcast, shouldn't I? Where you just listen or, to things and talk about it. Or we could just celebrate what Aaron says on this podcast. <laughs> I'm just doing free association. He didn't even say Airheads earlier. Um, <laughs> and so what What he did is he listens, but Django Reinhardt is a two-finger guitarist. He has two fingers that he's fretting with. Interesting. Because they got, uh, again, just look at your hand and say thanks, because they got what I read on Wikipedia, injured in a fire. And I was like, oh, God, that sounds fucking bad, oh, too. So, in a fire? so to, Tommy Iommi, or uh, Tommy Iommi, his name is Tommy, T-O-M-I. So it screws up with my head. He made plastic fingertips out of, like, plastic shampoo bottles. What? And that's what he played this with. He had fake fingertips. Whoa. He was playing with bionic fingertips. 
And that's why this album sounds the way it does, because with the plastic fingertips, he couldn't play chords in a normal way. So he had to add sounds and he had to play a little bit slower than most people. So when you hear this album, it's not a fast metal album. No. Right. People say this is one of the first metal albums. It's not fast, but it's heavy. And a big part of that is this weird sound that nobody else can get because they didn't get their fingers smashed in a hydraulic press. Um, And of course, the big hit off this album was Paranoid itself. And that was probably uh, Sabbath's biggest hit of all time. This Let's get right into it. Iron Man. I guess, yeah. yeah, I guess Iron Man. Yeah, it's the only, it's their only top, uh, it's their only top wow. hit on the Billboard was uh, Paranoid, or in the UK anyway. First song right off the bat, you could not start an album in a more kick ass way. Amazing. War Pigs. This is the beginning. Guys, there's a fucking siren at the beginning of this album, like a tornado siren. Air raid siren that fucking rocks. They do a great job of like this slow, heavy, like just pounding opening, and then it starts. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Um, this is my. I love playing this song on Rock Band. This is now a go-to in my karaoke club, which gets looks from some of the seventh graders that I'm singing to. Speaking of Rock Band, I did give one of my nephews all of my video games, PlayStation games, the other day, including. Seven different versions of Guitar Hero and two guitars. Wow. I haven't heard if he started playing them yet, but really hooked him up. You're supporting the arts. I love it. This is listen, (laughs) listen to Ozzy's voice in this song. Listen how good this sounds. And by the way, generals gathered in. I can hit all these notes. Easy. I could not. Just like witches at black masses. I had to record like four times. I the, this was not an easy song or not an easy thing to mimic. No, I, Ozzy Osbourne is such a talented singer. And then what a lot of these songs do is listen to this. This this the, the tempo picks up, and what you're going to hear here is the bass. Now their bass player and lyricist for the band is a guy named Geezer Butler. He Geezer Butler is his name. Excuse me, sir. Somebody is waiting for you in the uh, uh. geezer. No, <laughs> geezer Butler. A lot of people do you as Mr. Butler, but you'll always be geezer to me. I mean, imagine your kid. It's like, oh, I love our baby. What do you want to name it? Geezer. Yes, I also want to name it geezer. That's a great he name. Like, he looks like a butler, doesn't he? He does. Look at him. He's bringing us a little thing of water right off the bat, or whatever a butler does. I'm not sure. Listen to this uptick in tempo, though. And is this 1970, did you say, Rob? 70. I mean, crazy damn. early. Crazy yeah. so early. This is, this is the same year as Maggot Brain. So wow. not, we're not that far removed from listening to Maggot Brain. Same year. Interesting. I don't think it's a crazy dissimilar album, right? Like a it's big, not. long opening, big, long guitar solo. They would have had to been listening to the same stuff. Cream, yes. the Beatles. 100%. Now, fun? this one, they get done with the album. They need a three-minute song. They're like, what are we going to do? And they're like, Tommy, play a cool riff that you have. Because this is how they wrote all their songs. The Tommy would play a cool riff. Ozzy would come up with a melody. And Geezer Butler would write all the Geezer. lyrics, dude. <laughs> I think one of the lyrics should be, oh, no, sir. I'm having a heart attack. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, and they say that they wrote this whole song 20 minutes. No problem. Like, it just came, it came right in. Listen to the drums on this song. The drummer's name, by the way, Bill Ward. Talk about a boring name. Boring. Like, do him and Geezer go out and hang out at night? They, like, go pick up women at the bar? I'm Ozzy Osbourne. I'm Tommy. I'm Tommy Yomi. I'm Bill Ward. 
Oh man. I believe we listened to we listened to this one once before with the ring modulator list. Remember they yes. ran the guitar, I think, mm-hmm. on this oh, one on the through the ring modulator. The yeah. Next up is a song where I just wrote what the fuck next to it. Because this one, if you put on this album and then heard this, you'd be kind of bummed, I gotta think. I actually really enjoyed this track though. I was like, oh, you can kind of just relax for a minute. They wanted just to like prove a- they could play a slow song. I'm gonna say, nope, you can't. I found it relaxing. I like the bongos. I I thought this was if if uh, Radiohead and Santana had a had a wild night and had an offspring oh, song. Yeah, this would be maybe, the song. Maybe that's why I like it. Man, I think about Santana having sex almost every day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> smooth. He does every day. Good for him. Smooth. How many times do you think you've heard the song "Smooth" in your life? It's it's probably been fourteen years. <laughs> no, but how no, no? How many times did you hear it in your life? What do you mean fourteen years? I don't think I've heard it. In, in, well, I bet I heard the song ten thousand times. Don't you think, Matt? You're a radio guy. How many times did you hear this? Yeah, song? I was gonna go with at least a thousand, right? But ten thousand right. probably sounds more real. This was the biggest song. But you know what? It does kind of rip. I kind of get it too. There you go, Santana. Rob Thomas, not a terrible singer. I don't know. And you could just, I mean, if you wanted to picture Santana having sex on a beach, you could do that. That's easy to picture. Congress, right? Oh. Picture Santana having sex on Rob Thomas, whatever you want. Oh, Matt, you're you're more of an alternative rock guy. Are you a heavy metal guy? Have you ever been into Sabbath or any like the metal stuff that came later or not? What is it? 93X is the station in town here, right? Yeah. And I just... Never really got into like the really heavy metal stuff or I'm trying, I don't even know the name of a lot of the bands, but the really heavy stuff where you couldn't hear them. That being said, like the, the grunge stuff. I mean, I like when there's really heavy guitars and that. So I don't, I, I don't know if I could figure out why I don't like it, but no, I've never really got into the heavy metal stuff. On a Chez Lounge. I mean, I think about Santana on there too. It's there's lots of places. <laughs> uh, this next one, <laughs> Iron Man. Now, originally when they first wrote this song, when they made this song, they wanted to call it Iron Bloke. <laughs> I mean, that would have been a great song. <laughs> Bloke is one of the good words that didn't make it over here. Yeah, I, I we should, we should get it going. Rob, do you want me to redo my parody tonight <laughs> called Rob is Podcast Bloke? A lot of things wrong with Bloke. I will bring you guys behind the scenes of my parody efforts. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to get the ring modulator to work, and I thought I could either ask Rob to do it for me, yeah. but then I would be giving away what the title, what the point of the song was, and I chose not to do it. How many times in your life do you think you've said, I am Iron Man? A hundred. Uh, at least, right? Like, yeah. When I'm coming out of a shower and there's like lots of steam coming out, I'm always pulling out the, I am Iron Man. The crazy thing is, you would think, you would think it would be in the lyrics other than the beginning, and it's not. No, <laughs> no. In fact, you would think every well, time it's I am Iron Man. But what's yeah, never what's weird? I think it's because he's speaking in the first person for the first yes. line, and they switches to the third person for the rest. So Iron Man yeah. never talks again in the song. Much slower than you think, isn't it, Russell? When you're doing a parody song to it, was it slower than it you is? Thought? You kind of have to slow yourself down a little yeah. bit. It is slower, but I think you were talking about that. And I think these guitar riffs, is it Tony Iommi, Robbie? were saying his his riffs are really heavy, but they're yeah. slower. It's not like thrash metal, like Metallica or a lot of the stuff you heard later. 
but he's like widely considered to be the best metal guitar player ever. Right. And when you look at like, if you ever look for like best metal guitar riffs, all of the black Sabbath stuff is at the top of everyone's list. But I thought we could take that a step further and celebrate some of the other great heavy metal guitar riffs in music history. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this. This is going to rock my fucking face off. I can't wait. No wonder you didn't want to talk about Rob Santana and Sex Places. You were ready to get to your list. I get it. (laughs) Well, speaking of Rob, well, the first first song on the list is from lead singer Rob Halford. This is Judas Priest breaking the law from 1980. (laughs) That's a good tar Yeah, that's good. It really digs in. This is such a good song about just breaking the law. Like, it's just like, hey, we should do a song about breaking the law. All right, here's one. Well, I think we heard this once before, and it got us into a Beavis and Butthead. Oh. Well, I was because, really trying to, yeah, I was trying not to go into the Beavis and Butthead. That's all I think about when I hear this song. How do you not? I was actually reading that Rob Halford, the lead singer for Judas Priest, actually was one of the 250 people that were polled for Rolling Stone's Top 500 Greatest Song List. And he actually oh. ranked Paranoid as the number one song of all time, okay. which I thought was interesting. Um, and he actually named Black Sabbath, the self-titled album, as his favorite album ever, saying it was an example of what heavy, heavy metal should sound like. So he was definitely influenced oh, was, big time by Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Next song on the list, 1983, the song is Holy Diver. This is Dio. I fucking oh. love this song. His voice, Dio's voice is so crazy good. Oh, this is great. Now, Russell, did you find out what the song is about? I have no idea what it's about. Because the cover of this album is a like a, a priest chained to the rocks and an ocean crashing around him. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. It, it is it is a bit confusing. I would figure it's just like a, a goth-looking person who's out diving for clams or something like that. I don't know. What do you think? And Aaron's like, excuse me, can I talk to you? Oh, you also sell <laughs> knives? Okay, I'll take three. Thank you very much. <laughs> So did you guys know Ronnie James Dio, the front man for Dio? He was actually in Black Sabbath. I thought he was. I, in I 1979. Yeah. Ozzy got fired for drinking and drugs in 79. And then Ronnie James Dio comes in as their lead front man for like three years. Then he gets fired. And then he comes wow. back and he, he plays with them later. He joins them later. And actually years later, I think it was in the 90s. They were on tour. He was touring with Black Sabbath and they were opening for Ozzy and he refused to open for Ozzy. So he quit the band again because he wouldn't open for Ozzy when he was playing with Black Sabbath. And then Black Sabbath replaced him for two shows with Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Time is a flat circle. Whoa. Isn't that nuts? Oh, man. So he opened for Black Sabbath and then wouldn't sing for Ozzy? Like, did he? He was playing with Black Sabbath on like an Ozzy tour where Ozzy was doing his own thing and Black Sabbath with. Dio opened <laughs> that is and he so wouldn't open weird. for Ozzy. That is so weird to get kicked out of a band and then go tour with them. All right, next up on the list, this is a band we've heard once before. Oh, oh, Russell, I forgot something. I forgot something. Yeah, uh, Something, something, holy driver. I just cannot remember where I parked this. <laughs> I tried so hard to think of something better than holy driver. <laughs> All right, next. Next song on the list, we were talking about thrash metal. This is much faster than Black Sabbath. This is Metallica, Enter Sandman, which is the one we're going to go with. Oh, yes. Yes, this is it for me. 
yeah. guitar riffs. See, this this isn't that fast. This is when they slowed down a little bit, but there's too many Metallica guitar riffs to pick from. It's hard to choose one, right? I feel like this is the most iconic. For sure. And I know pre-Sandman Metallica fans might disagree, but... Yeah, Aaron likes him with the short hair. He loves the Mission Impossible soundtrack. <laughs> the Mission Impossible song is his favorite Metallica song. New Metallica this week. I've never oh, heard wow. It. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, you know what? Aaron, I actually have a sneak peek of what Metallica's coming out with, and I think their fans <laughs> are going to be impressed. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Lars, this is Lars' And the people love it. Aaron, you can hear the women screaming at us for that shit. I mean, it would be like Metallica touring with LimeWire. That's what that Ozzy Dio thing is like. <laughs> or Napster. I didn't even get the fucking thing right. LimeWire. James, Head, James Headfield said in 2015, Black Sabbath, his favorite band of all time. Metallica inducted Black Sabbath in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and also served as Ozzy's backing band when he got inducted in the Hall of Fame separately. So clearly Metallica heavily influenced Black Sabbath, right? Oh, yeah. I think all these guys are. Well, you know who else? Remember, we talked about this band once before. They, this guy also played with Metallica. He went on to lead Megadeth, Dave Mustaine. This is Symphony of Destruction from oh, 1992. Man. I wonder what was on the cover of this album. I'm going to guess there's a skeleton. I'm going to guess uh, Symphony Conductor. No, probably not. Who's a skeleton? <laughs> <laughs> Conducting the Air's Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played the xylophones on my ribcage because Rob can't think of another <laughs> pun that would do with music and died. Mustaine also really influenced by Sabbath. They actually covered a Black Sabbath song on a Black Sabbath cover album. And he said, Black Sabbath was one of the most fans that I heard first when I started listening to metal. I was so immersed in the music really early in my life that it became a way of life for us. So... Black Sabbath definitely influence on Megadeth too. Yeah, wow. Final band on the list. I feel like this in some orchestras they play the cello, but in this one we play the hello, you're dead. I, this is hard, actually. Okay, I'm going to think of another one, Russell. I'll be back in a little bit. This is the Grip Keeper from Medallica Symphony of the Night, and I'll be back later. I just need to find where I parked. I know I parked my car somewhere. Where was it? <laughs> Is that a Tales from the Crypt? Yes, it's, it's Symphony of the Night director, who's is like every other Megadeth album cover. That rocked and scared me. Rob, I, you might remember this. I remember watching like Tales from the Crypt as a kid, and there would yeah. always be some sort of like somewhat vague reference to sexual stuff. Like there'd be a stripper or there'd be, he would always be real creepy about that, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's like, hee 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 I look into their windows at night. And that's okay because I'm already scary. I'm the crypt keeper. <laughs> uh, they call me the slit peeper because I'm looking through the slits in the windows. Oh boy, this is actually hard. I got to give a lot of credit to the people who write for the crypt keeper. They're dead funny. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I can't just put dead in front of things. <laughs> okay, I'm going to think of one orchestra led by the crypt keeper joke by the end of this list. <laughs> Orchestra Crypt Keeper. Yep. Sorry. Russell, none of this can get cut. Okay. We got to leave all this. <laughs> Last song on the list. I feel like, Matt, when you were talking about whether you were into metal, I feel like you might have been into this band. I could be wrong, but this is Rage Against the Machine. The song's Bulls on Parade. Oh, yeah, oh. for sure. Tom now, Ross. here's my question. And I'm going to sound really dumb. Is this a metal band? 
Oh, oh absolutely. I, is it? Is it like a? I mean, this is almost a new metal. I mean, not. I think it's like metal and hip hop, right? If you, I actually right. was reading a quote. The I think it's Tom Morello. Is that the guitarist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. yep. So and he was quoted at one point. He was really influenced by Omi and Black Sabbath. And is Zach De La Rocha is the lead singer? Is yep. that right, mm-hmm. man? Yeah. Yep. So he actually said once, I don't care for Black Sabbath, but Tom Morello also really doesn't care for the hip hop riffs that I bring. But somehow we put them together and it works really good. Yeah. So, yeah. That is a great riff, though, that they're playing Russell. And I would say that was not just a great riff. That was a great list. Great list. Great list. Rage is finally back together, but COVID has canceled their trip to the Twin Cities like five times now, it Mm -hmm. feels like. Uh, So just can't wait to see them live. Yeah, I've never seen them live. That'd be a show. (laughs) And my skeleton is made of trombones. Nailed it. Nail that you didn't think I was going to get to an orchestra Crypt Keeper pun, but I did. Now, I noticed you guys haven't come up with any orchestra-based Crypt Keeper puns, so let's think about it, okay? Let's all try to have one by the end. Try to get up to your level. Next one. I don't know if this is the best lyrics ever or the worst ever. Electric Funeral. Not my favorite on the album. It's it's not, but I will say this. Toward the end of the song, they start to rock it like this. Listen. When it speeds up like this, I'm like, yes. Right. Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. That's the, like the, the Hendrix influence. Yes. Yeah, this feels like 1970. Big time. You're totally right about that, man. This made me think a lot about my funeral. Do you guys think I should have a funny funeral or a serious funeral? Because here's the problem with having a funny funeral, right? If I'm planning bits at my funeral and they don't work. Oh, what a way to go. What a bummer. <laughs> you know what? You know how sometimes my my bits on here I plan the most. Okay, like a crib keeper bit maybe that I've been working on for weeks. Um don't do very well. That would be rough if that was the last thing like and then leave the legacy. church. Don't forget to push in your scares. <laughs> and it's like, "Wait, was that a crib keeper thing?" <laughs> do we push in chairs at a church? We're in pews. What is he doing? <laughs> Did he have something wrong with his brain? Is that what got him? What? No, he died on the toilet eating a barbecue sandwich? <laughs> Rob, what would you think if if people came to your funeral and they did all your bits but didn't give you props for them and just acted like they were owned? Like, I will go up there and I say, hey, I just want to lose enough weight that I can, I can cheat on my car aficionado. <laughs> oh, my God. And people are just fucking roaring laughing, but they think oh, it's my joke and not yours. You're stealing my bits? Yes. What would you think of that? <sighs> I, would, I would haunt you. From the grave. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was the one haunting you? That would suck. Because you know I'd just be watching. I'd be in that bathroom <laughs> right away. That'd be the first place <laughs> I'd go. I was going to say, if if you were, I don't think any of us would be the ones that you'd be haunting if you <laughs> had the ability to haunt. Yeah. This was going to be part of my rolling going. We we go to a swim club now. And I go, so I'm back into locker room culture. And I can't, every time I see a naked dude, I think of Rob. I'm always like, I bet Rob would be thinking <laughs> like I can't. why (laughs) because i just feel i just think about like what rob would say about this naked guy oh no (laughs) (laughs) because you said you'd be peeping rob well i told you Aaron, if you and i switch bodies and we the first thing i do is get naked and look in a mirror and see what i'm working with All right. Hand of oh, Aaron's really good at this. Uh, Hand of Doom. This is a fun song. So we've had a lot of nuclear annihilation songs. 
This one's about GIs coming back getting hooked on heroin. Oh, God. Yeah. But this, again, listen to this switch to the higher tempo, harder stuff. Listen. Kicks ass. You push the When you realize they write these songs riff first, it makes a lot of sense because these songs are riff heavy. Unlike the podcast, I was surprised that people. I guess what is it? Is it the maybe it's the Apple Music description or the Rolling Stone description that says like nothing signified the death of the summer of love or the death of sixties like this album? But they're still sort of aligned with that that leftist mm-hmm. counterculture vibe, right? They're just doing it. It's like. Straddling a line, or am I wrong? Well, there's a quote in here that Ozzy Osbourne basically grew up poor, and the songs that they were hearing coming from America was all about San Francisco and flower power, and they yeah. they, they had no idea where San Francisco was, and they were trying to figure out what flower power, you know. And so okay. it was basically they were going with the opposite of what okay. that was. That I mean, that was kind of their jam was to do the exact opposite of the summer of love stuff. Yeah. So okay. Uh, next up, we have a drum solo, a big drum solo, Rat Salad, it's called. And they said they had to play uh, concerts for like an hour, 45 minutes, and so they do a 45-minute drum solo to fill because they didn't have enough songs. So the drummer's just stuck out there. Yeah. I don't know if it's uh, for their drums, but another big fan of Black Sabbath was actually Beck. He, he said in an interview oh. with Q Magazine, his favorite riff ever is a song called Super Knot by Black Sabbath. I don't know if you can pull that one up quick, Rob. Super Knot. I would super... Not, yes, you would well, love to super well, yes. I'll tell you what. If somebody ties me down to the bed, you bet you know what they better use. Super Knot. Oh. So this was his favorite riff ever. Guitar riff ever. I can see why. Yeah. I don't know. I think I kind of hear you. Kind of hear a little bit of back in there, don't you? That like yeah. for sure. That definitely the, sure. the sound. Please. But it was funny. He was actually telling a story that when he was 26 years old, he was recording Odelay in the studio, and there were actually two bands recording on each side of him. One was Black Sabbath, and the other was the Muppets. Oh, no. He joked <laughs> that he actually stole the music of Black Sabbath and the Muppets and was part of a Muppet Black Sandwich sandwich, and he was in the middle. Isn't that crazy? That's Russell's yeah. dream is to be in the walls between the Beck and the Muppet recording. Yeah. Well, my dream even takes it further because our guy Ozzy actually covered a song Born to be Wild with our favorite Miss Piggy. This is Ozzy with Miss Piggy doing Born to be Wild. That's all I got. I bet Ozzy Osbourne would love to hang out with Miss Piggy because she'd be so good at cocaine, doing cocaine. I mean, what? He's a big cocaine guy. Why would she be good at cocaine? Because she's got a big nose. She's a pig. It's right there. What are you guys talking about? Are you serious right now? Are you intentionally trying to make me mad? Why would Miss Piggy be good at cocaine? I didn't see it. I didn't. What? Do like a. Ozzy did do a magazine cover once where he was sitting with Kermit and he was acting like he was going to bite Kermit's head off. I, oh, like that's a bat. good. That's a good joke. You get that, Rob? He's like a bat. <laughs> Kermit's <laughs> like a bat. 
Yeah, it's kind of similar. No, he's not. He's a frog. They're not even the same kingdom. (laughs) No, they are the same kingdom. They're not even the same. I actually think they'd be very similar. If you bit the head off either one, I bet it would be the same. 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 (laughs) Uh, You can't just bite a head off a frog and act like it's a bat. I could tell the difference picking that up in concert. Guarantee it. And we're going to do a test later. (laughs) They both are kind of like rubbery looking. Gonzo would also be good at cocaine. Okay, I want to point that out as well. Okay, that's the problem. I ripped my pants open. It looked like I was giving birth to Miss Piggy. Oh, uh, all right. So <laughs> it is good. We took the Lenny Kravitz detour. The next song is this is the song in between that they call Jack the Stripper. It's an instrumental. For the first minute 30. Then on Amazon Music, that's a separate song. Then fairies were boots. So this is more Zeppelin blues style, right? Rob, if you don't want to jump to the head of the end of the song, I think I gave you a time cue. You guys got to hear this and see if you recognize it. You got to recognize this, don't you? It's the same guitar riff we were talking about Metallica's influence. It's For Whom the Bell Tolls. Rob, For Whom the Bell Tolls. It's the exact same. Metallica took this from the end of that song. I never knew that. They just took it straight up, didn't they? The version I had from a Napster didn't have the end of the song, so this, I never heard this part. <laughs> and it was also called uh, Gin and Juice by Fish. .mp4. Yeah, mp3. Yeah, bigtitty.mpg. <laughs> oh, it's just Metallica again. Shit. Rob, do you remember your first adult content you ever saw on the Napster? Oh, yeah, of course. I, are you serious? Going to hotsex.com? I'm, you know what? I'm going to look at what it's on hotsex.com right now. <laughs> Hotsex.com, because I'll never forget because my sister said, listen, she goes, listen, I got to talk to you about something. She goes, listen, are you on the family computer downstairs visiting? And I'm probably at the time, I'm probably like 17. So she would be like 15. She said, are you visiting hotsex.com? Now, this puts you in a precarious situation. Because your sister is asking if you visit a pornographic website. What do you do? <laughs> or she's asking if your dad or someone else. That's what it was. I said, I said, yes. She goes, oh, thank Christ. Because I thought it was either you or dad. And I could not handle a dad was doing it. So you fell out of the grenade for him. I did. I, you know, I love my dad. He's not, he's not waiting <laughs> 10 years for a 56K modem to download what might be a breast or might be a somebody in a swimsuit. You just don't know. Like, it'd be like, and it was always from the top down. So you'd be like porn with stuff at top. You know what I mean? Like you're really trying to get desperate with your search. So it'd be like, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is a good one. Better put it on my floppy disk. Tell me if you go to my parents' house and you go, you you grab a floppy disk, there's a 90% chance that if there's a folder on there called Star Wars game, don't open. That you open it up and it's like titty.jpg. Rob, remember when like it was the like thing like Cindy Margolis was famous for being the most downloaded woman mm-hmm. on the internet. Yes. Yeah, I know was that because ever- I had a subscription to Maxim magazine as well, Russell. I did. <laughs> a true gentleman. I thought girls would like that when they saw they're like, oh, he reads Maxim. He must be a refined person. Did that also go to Dr. Roberta Ward? <laughs> no. <it didn't. laughs> uh, that's Dr. Let's see what's on hotsex.com right now. Yep. Enter. Yeah, just what I expected. It's pornography. <laughs> All right. So, 
That is it. Let's get into the reading system. <laughs> Not as I remember. Did you see how fast all those pictures came up, though? How it was fast and instantaneous? Not part of it. Web 3.0. I'll tell you what. You know how I said that jerking off outside would be tough? Like, that's the final frontier. <laughs> Like, that's it. That's when you know you're like, I've been jerking off too much if I'm thinking about jerking off outside. I think there's something to, to uh, masturbating and then hearing your mom trying to make a call over the modem, picking up the phone and be like, Hello? 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 I need to make a call down there. Get off the internet. <laughs> mom, I just loaded thongs. I just downloaded the thongs category. <laughs> what are you doing? I just downloaded perfect body. God. I've been tan lines. All right, let's get into the rating system. What are we doing? Jeez. Some music or something? Uh, is this album, okay, uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath from 1970, okay, is this like a piece of metal? Hey, piece of metal, it's great, okay? You can turn it into shapes. You can protect stuff. You can build stuff with it. That would be rolling well-toned here at 139 yet again, okay, seemingly trapped in the 130s. I will say it again. Is this album... Okay, the best kind of metal. And that's a metal that is very, very heavy. And I'm realizing I should have done this as the third one. It's the big reveal because this is kind of the bit I was doing. Shit. Or, or, or metal that's very, very hot like a honing rod. It's a honing rod. Honing rod. Do you want to buy it? Yes. Oh, wow. I can't believe it. Uh, that would be heavy metal. That would be good. That would be rolling... Uh, Bone, right? Rolling bone should be higher on the list. Oh, my God. Okay, wait a minute. If it was like <laughs> heavy metal, that would be good. So it would be higher on the list. It got rolling boned. Or would it be a rolling groan, just like light metal? Can you imagine a light metal? Oh, my God. Aluminum. Titanium. <laughs> you know what, actually? I love this stuff. Aluminum. Like like one of those up. cheap garbage cans that they hit each other with in a wrestling match, man. Yeah. Like the cheap <laughs> aluminum ones. <That's> light metal. <laughs> And you think maybe you could do that to like kids in the neighborhood at home and it turns out it actually causes quite a bit of problems. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, maybe if I hit you again, your eyes will uncross. Uh, what do you think of this album, Russell? Rolling Well Tone, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Grown, Black Sabbath, Paranoid? You know, I think it has to be at least Rolling Well Tone. I'm going to say it's Rolling Well Tone. I think the influence on heavy metal music is too important. If you're like the king of a genre for music, I think you've got to be up there, way up there on the list. There's too many amazing bands that all are spawned or whatever you want to say from this band. They're all under this tree, right? So for me, I'm going to say the album's rolling well-toned. All these bands, I'll, I'll go back to this album and say this is the one. So for me, this is rolling well-toned. There's a handful of songs that I don't think I'd want to listen to again, but there's three or four that are just all-timers. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I think I have to agree with Russell. I'll, I probably will not listen to this album. I know I won't listen to this album in its entirety ever again, but... It's important for for the bands that came after it. Um, the moment when the drums kick in on Iron Man is actually one of my favorite moments in music. So just based on that moment alone, um, I'm going to give it a rolling well-toned. Let's listen to that moment right now. Let's try this right? choral style. Choral oh. style. No, come on. Oral style. Wait a minute. Oh. Oh. And look at, oh. Do you see who's creeping in? Do you see who's creeping into the side? I'll give you a hint. It looked like the Crypt Keeper when he was a little younger, but not much. It's Garrison Keeler. Looked like the giant. <laughs> Aaron, I didn't realize 
guess the limestones have a conductor. Well, they don't. They're doing it coral style. Yeah. Oh, so only for this one. Yeah. Russell, let's hear it. No. Oh, my God, Russell, yeah. you're the limestones now. I thought for sure Garrison was going to hop in and sing with All right, now let's finish this. Yes, we'll eat cream of wheat in Walter Town. Russell, you know what? I'm watching it. I'm hooked. It's our, it's our cream of wheat episode. Can you imagine being on the limestones that graduated the year before being on Garrison Keillor's show? He'd <laughs> be like, fuck. Shit. I played at Bo. These guys are playing for Garrison Keillor. Damn it. Maybe, Matt, that, maybe that year they got to open for the band that did Big Balls and Cowtown. Big Balls and Cowtown. I, I pray. I pray I can open for Citizen King when they open at St. Olaf twice. Somehow. <laughs> hey, what big band should we open the pause with? Brand new thing. We should. Oh, yeah. Citizen King. <laughs> Looty with the let out or whatever it was. Matt, how you rake the album? Just terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm right in line with you guys. I'm going to go Rolling Well Tone, just the influence it had. I mean, I don't think I'll come back and listen. Listen to a couple of the songs again, but I'm not going to come back and put this album on ever again. But it certainly deserves its place in history, so Rolling Well Toned. So you'd say it's like a Winamp album, Matt. You'd pick three of them, put them on your Winamp list. There you go. Oh, for sure. I, War Pigs? That goes on every mixtape ever that you send to a girl, right? Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> Uh, here's the thing you guys are incorrect unfortunately this That's... gets a rolling headbanging on headbang on damn it headbang head on, on. <laughs> yep yeah, it's a headbang on this is we have done we, you don't get to do this very often albums that just start a genre right this is an album that pretty decisively starts an entire genre of music and it's uh, it's something that should be appreciated it's it's heavy but it's not fast you can see you can really see where music kind of delineated in the metal section after this. And I think it's a lot of fun, especially with Russell's great list of the best riffs. Next up. Oh, God. I can't believe it. Not again. You know that uh, Ohio has had its share of ecological disasters lately. Oh, my God. And now Heinz Field is burning down. It's Ketchup Fire by Bob Marley and the Whalers. Up next. <laughs> Ketchup. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. Russell, thanks again for that but song. You know, great AM. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to edit it so that Ketchup Fire's joke is how it ends. Oh my God, I should. I should put in the sound clip into the song. You know what? I'm going to do that. Dang, Rob. That's a good idea. Beck did it better. What was the idea, Rob? <laughs> I'm going to take my Ketchup Fire's joke and edit it into your song. So it's going to have a sound clip from this show at the end. But then we'll have already heard it, but now you're talking about doing yes. it. So, oh man, mm -hmm. this is a loop. You're all the way. Maybe, but Rob, maybe you, could, maybe you could take the song, put it in at the end, and then instead of your splotch, splotch, waterbed sound, you can add your honk, honk from the missing car horn. <laughs> at least get a little horn or a ding before we go. Yeah, I'm just looking to see where I push that button. I know I put that button somewhere. Where is it? It's time to say goodbye. <laughs> Don't get caught in my snare drum. <laughs> <laughs> the crypt keeper. 